All right, Super Tuesday edition, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you are with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. I see Jim Comey, super patriot, has supported Joe Biden, too, in this alliance of the establishment Democrats to support a lunatic who's losing it. Uh, it's, it's it, this, this is a shift show of monumental proportions. And then the Biden's like, oh, I don't, we don't want Jim Comey's endorsement. You think, by the way, a, our prayers go out to our friends in Tennessee and, and Nashville in particular. I mean, they have this storm and it produces two tornadoes. And I know everyone's focused on other news today and the coronavirus and politicizing and weaponizing that. And with central Tennessee got belted uh, early this morning. One that caused significant damage, two tornadoes that hit after the storm in Nashville, killing at least 22 people as crews spent hours pulling survivors and and bodies from wrecked buildings. And I mean, literally lit up Nashville uh, the night with the night sky with flashes of light. Transformers blew all over the place. The storm reportedly stayed on the ground about 10 miles east of Nashville. And anyway, our, our prayers go out to our friends in Nashville. It's a wonderful city, wonderful people. Um, so they're in our prayers today. Uh, side note, just kind of breaking before we get to our real coverage of the shift show that is the Democratic Party. Uh, we have a Denver, Denver, Denver Democrat facing a backlash. Why? For tweeting solidarity. I mean, you can't even make this up. Tweeting solidarity for spreading coronavirus at Trump rallies. Democratic Denver City Councilwoman. Candy, whatever. I can't pronounce her last name. Faced all the critics. Can you imagine who would ever want anybody to ever get sick ever? What is wrong with you? Do you have any humanity left in you? It's and it's and listen, I'm not going to belabor the point because I went over it in great specificity and detail yesterday. You know, the mob and the media didn't say a word. They didn't say a thing. And I'm I'm looking, by the way, and I'm seeing a lot of fear out there about Corona a lot. And why is it this fear exists because and and by the way, it's got to be taken seriously. I think all these viruses seriously. I want the cure for cancer and heart disease, and I don't want anyone getting the flu. 2017, what 61 people, uh, 61,000 people died of the flu. I mean, this is the real deal. You got to be, you got to be vigilant. You got to be smart. You got to be concerned. You know, you know, take all the necessary steps. But what bothers me the most about it is when you politicize it. What are they politicized here? They have politicized a virus. They're weaponizing it because they can bludgeon Trump. You know, the World Health Organization only recognized out of the Wuhan province of China pneumonia-like symptoms on December 30th of last year. They didn't give it a name, Corona, or identify it until January 7th of this year. By January 31st, the president of the United States of America declared a national emergency and then put his travel ban in effect which Joe Biden said was xenophobic. CNN criticized everybody else. You know, racist, xenophobia. I, I mean, you know how many, we can't even calculate how many people likely did not contract the disease because the president boldly did what he did. Also, American citizens coming back from the region. They were quarantined for two weeks. Wow. Uh, now we can compare that to the H1N1 swine flu uh, pandemic. That happened in 2009 and 10. We knew about it in April of 2009. They didn't declare a national emergency like the president did. They didn't do any of the things the president did in three weeks. 
for six months. And by the time they declared that emergency, a thousand Americans had already died and another 20,000 had already contracted H1N1. Now we're going to get lectures from from Democrats about this. No, thank you. We don't need your lectures. We don't need your input. We don't need your lying. We don't need you politicizing this. But that is how sick the mob and the media is. You know, the Dow's down a little bit today, not as much, 680 about this hour. And it's impacted the markets. Markets weren't impacted. I went back and looked. They weren't impacted in uh, 2009 and 2010 because the media didn't weaponize the H1N1 virus against Biden and Obama that did nothing. You think they'd ever close the border down the way this president did? Put a travel ban in effect? Quarantine Americans the way Donald Trump did in three weeks? No. Does he get credit? Of course not. This is, this is how sick and ugly and twisted and distorted they have now made American politics. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. All right, it's Super Tuesday. I'll tell you the more important Tuesday, which is going to be November 3rd in 245 days from today. That is the day that you become the ultimate jury. That is the day the American people get to decide whether you want to shock the world again or not. Now, I only have one vote. Hannity, you have so much power. You're expressing propaganda. No, we, you know, I got an inquiry over you know, the great reporting we did. And I'm like, well, while you media mob people are getting it wrong with your lies and your hoaxes and conspiracy theories about Trump and Russia, Russia, Trump, and of course, missing Hillary Clinton's, well, classified top secret information on a secret server. Thanks to Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch, he now will be deposed in that case about those 33,000 deleted subpoenaed emails and the bleach bit and the hammers and the SIM cards. That's all now Good, because we'll never have equal justice or application of our laws without it. Good for them. They never they never reported on how the only real Russian interference was Hillary's bought and paid for dirty Russian dossier. They never talked about how that became the basis now debunked, never verifiable, even though it says verified on the top of a FISA warrant to take away Carter Page's rights and spy on a presidential candidate transition team and presidency. They No, we got that right. Well, Hannity, it shows here that you communicated with Paul Manafort. Yeah. Okay, so you got me. Yeah. You know what? I will never confirm or deny as a member of the press sources that I may have been in contact with and may not have. But the one thing I can say is that if you read the Horowitz report, and I'm predicting the Durham investigation will bear out Further, everything that we've said is true. Well, you all got it wrong. They got it wrong again and again and again. Then they're asking me about my sources. No, thank you. I'm not confirming or denying anything. I'm a member of the media. I'm a talk show host. Uh, they quote this guy, Gates. I don't have, we never talked to Gates, I remember. I, know, I have no recollection of ever talking to that guy, Rick Gates, ever. If I did, it's, I might have, but I have no recollection of it. Talk to a lot of people every second of every day. I can't even tell you who was on this show yesterday. But I can tell you everything about Reagan's record and Obama's record and Bush's record and Trump's record. It's amazing how the mind works. Um, but I will tell you, you know, he's, he said that I called myself and it was like, he said he's described himself as a pundit. Linda, have I ever described myself as a pundit? Never. I'm a talk show host. I keep saying, what is the you role? You have literally of the... called yourself everything else but that. 
Yeah, okay. I've said I'm not a journalist. Dishwasher, painter, construction worker. All right, stop. But I do, what is a talk show host's job description? We do journalism. We do. We report news. I can produce thousands of hours of coverage of me doing news, straight news and information. I can produce thousands of hours of me doing investigative reporting, like vetting Obama or the deep state and all the issues I just mentioned. We do opinion. I'm a conservative. I don't hide it. I'm upfront about it. We also do sports. I have a story here in front of me we'll touch on later. They want to ban smoking in private homes in Long Island. Uh, Two pages later, Governor Cuomo will push to legalize marijuana again. I'm like, oh, that's really consistent. And then we have a story about a vegan out in Berkeley that is demanding that their neighbors stop cooking meat because it upsets their stomach and the smell of meat cooking. Um, You think I'm making it up? I'm not. If you think this shift show, which is the Democratic primary, is bad, oh, you just wait. The most amazing thing that is happening here is the coalescing that is around Joe Biden. Now, I'm going to play something here, and I'm playing it because I read it a lot because it's faster, and I'm trying to always save time. But when you hear it, this is only some of the hits of Joe Biden, and the more recent hits. I think my most favorite now is we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal, endowed by what, what you know who, whatever. The, listen. 150 million people have been killed since 2007. All right, Chuck, thank you very much. Uh, all right, uh, it's Chris, I but mean, anyway. Chris. I just did Chris. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just did Chuck. Guess what, if you elect me, you're not gonna have your, your taxes are gonna be raised, not cut. My name's Joe Biden, I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over, if you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other guy. Give me a look though, okay? If you agree with me, Go to Joe 30330. We choose truth over facts. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. I'm not going nuts. I'm not sure whether it was a medical school or where the hell I spoke, but it was on the campus. Back in the, in the spring, late fall, early, I mean, late spring, late winter, early fall, early, anyway, you know what I mean. His mom uh, lived in, uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so, uh, God rest her soul, and uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's still, your mom's still alive as your dad passed. God bless her soul. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck, let him see you. Oh, God love you, what am I talking about? A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. To fully, I'm not joking. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Is it? Can you play that one more time? We hold these truths because I just I'm I'm looking at it in front of me. This our founding document, our declaration. Go ahead. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. You know the thing. You know the thing. The thing. The 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 thing. Endowed by the thing. Okay, this is bad. Look, tomorrow's superstar. 
it's Super Tuesday. Thursday. And I want to thank you all. And, and by the way, his son was I the attorney you what, general. I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? All right. He doesn't know what state he's in ever, it seems, half the time. He doesn't, he, he's absolutely clueless. Doesn't know Super Tuesday. He's out there saying things that are insane, but they're coalescing around him. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could not be a bigger shift show. And they, they really hate Bernie. There's a sick side of me that's thinking, I actually am beginning to feel a little sorry for Bernie. Because Bernie's out there and he's got this radical, extreme, socialist, Democratic Party base that represents pretty much a big percentage of the party. And lo and behold, they don't like Bernie. They think, I guess maybe they don't think they can control him. Along the Super Tuesday edition, by the way, Senate preparing subpoenas for the for Hunter Biden investigation. That is huge. Uh, we now have an official investigation in Ukraine for quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter. It is funny. The president said, oh, Biden offers Buddha judge an endorsement quid pro quo. And it sounds like he has one with other candidates as well. Sounds like quid pro quo is going on all over the place, doesn't it? Well, I'm going to make Beto Bozo put him in charge of guns. So that's going to really be a great, that's going to light up everybody. Valerie Jarrett now is urging Democratic candidates to pick a African-American female. I think whoever emerges tonight, particularly if it's Bernie Sanders, if it's Vice President Biden or even Bloomberg, what I would do is break with conventional wisdom, announce a running mate. That's a woman of color. And anyway, Gail King asks tonight. No, not tonight. Certainly before the next primary. Okay. Hillary has now joined the pile on pre Super Tuesday attack on Bolshevik Bernie and giving an interviewer, I guess, a GMA. I can't wait for her to sit down with Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch over the email server scandal. Anyway, the uh, interviewer asked about Clinton and Sanders and. You know, well, my reaction is let's follow the rules. We got rules. He, we had rules last time. We have rules this time. And really quickly, just curious to get your response to hearing that Bernie Sanders said <clears throat> that if he makes it to the uh, convention with the most pledged mm -hmm. delegates, that he should be the nominee. That's quite a bit of a, a change in his stance <laughs> from 2016. Your reaction? Well, my reaction is let's follow the rules. We've got rules. We had rules last time <laughs> and we have rules this time. And uh, I think it's always a good idea to follow the rules. Everybody <laughs> knew what they were. When you got into it, what about the in rule the campaign, of what about in the, the documentary? What, you talk about, about his campaign from 2006. What about the rule of law? What about that rule? By the way, it looks like Elizabeth Warren's going to flame out in our home state of Massachusetts, according to polls. We'll watch that. Venezuelan activist says Bolshevik Bernie reminds him of Hugo Chavez. Geez, there's a real, there's a real endorsement. You have a House uh, Democrat, Elliot Engel, says Bernie's hostility towards Israel is disqualifying. By the way, how great is it that Bibi Netanyahu won by a big margin yesterday? Thank God. A Churchillian figure, sole voice of moral clarity on the world stage in the best relationship we've ever had with the United States and Israel, now bringing in Egypt, uh, Jordan, and the Saudis and Emirates into a possible peace deal that nobody imagined five years ago. Anyway, Biden is now apparently making some gains, so it might be a little interesting tonight because the whole party now has turned against Bernie. More straight ahead. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. All right, I'm going to tell you how tonight's going to unfold the Super Tuesday night in a second here. We're also going to go into the the coalition now against the quid pro quo Joe 30330, who's losing his mind. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal, endowed by, well, what you know, what whatever it is, whoever, you know who. I mean, it's that bad. 
and it's getting worse by the minute. Um, I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, um, I happen to have worked 90 miles south. My first paid broadcast gig in 1990 uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. It started in 1987. Been around in this business a while. But anyway, in in Huntsville or Athens, Alabama, right near 65. And I'd, I'd go up to Nashville all the time. And at the time, it was a 50,000-watt blowtorch of freedom of speech, WLAC. It's our affiliate now. It's also on FM 98.3 and 1510. Anyway, I just got to know the people in Nashville. It's when I became a huge country music fan. That was the time. Garth brought me to the dance, no pun intended. And I, you know, just have an affinity for that town. And I know many of the artists there. And I know I have many friends there. And they had this storm that literally last night blew up Transformers. I mean, I, I had it described this tornado touches down, actually two of them, and it lit up the night sky and and flashes of light because of the blowing Transformers. And it stayed on the ground about 10, mile, 10 miles east of, of Nashville, which is a really growing, developing part of the country. And 22 people have been killed. I mean, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of our friends in Nashville. And I'm, I have on the newsmaker line, uh, Michael Patrick Leahy, Breitbart, uh, Breitbart News contributor. He hosts the Tennessee Star Report. It's on our affiliate, uh, WLAC, 5 to 8 a.m. weekdays. Um, Michael Patrick, I'm telling you, I'm so sorry. And uh, our many prayers uh, for the city. If there's anything we could do, I want to offer our support. Sean, thank you for your kind words. It was a very severe tornado, touched down about 1 o'clock this morning in the area near downtown called Germantown and uh, East Nashville. And from there, it went due east almost 75 miles. It touched down not only in Davidson County in the community of Donaldson, but also in Wilson County in Mount Juliet, and then all the way out to Putnam County, uh, the county seat of Crookville, and the small community of Baxter a total of 22 people, uh, Sean, have been killed in this, and it just uh, hundreds of buildings destroyed. The devastation is just significant. And about 200 people have been hospitalized, uh, 150 in Davidson County and about 50 in Putnam County. So a very, very serious tornado. In uh, Donaldson and Mount Juliet, the wind estimates were at an EF3 level. That's between 136 miles an hour and 165 miles an hour. They haven't quite yet estimated what the damage, what the levels were in Putnam County or in uh, Germantown and East Nashville, but they were probably pretty close to that, Sean. Listen, I, I if there's any any recovery fund you have, please pass it on to our guys, and we'll put it up on the website. We'll let people know. Um, just wanted to send out a shout-out to all our friends there. You know, everyone works. We all kind of take this life for granted. And I'll use the Tim McGraw song, you know, live like you're dying. Um, You know, it just you never know. None of us know. And you got to live this life because something like this can happen. Nobody, no, not one of those 22 people that died knew that this was coming. And our thoughts and prayers for their families and others that, you know, the destruction of your home. It's like, you know, your life's work goes into that thing. And I just wanted to send a shout out to you all. Well, we appreciate that very much, Sean, and uh, we, we've had a cooperation from Governor Bill Lee here and Mayor uh, John Cooper 
in Nashville. They had a joint press conference at 8 o'clock. President Trump will be here on Friday to survey the damage. Yeah. Um, and you know what? The president's been really good when these moments come up. And uh, hang in there and let us know about any relief efforts so we can help people that, that survive but whose property has been destroyed or whatever. Okay? Thank you very much, Sean. All right. Appreciate it. So devastating. It happens a lot. I will say this about the American people, who we are. It's sort of like right now, you listen to like the coronavirus. Dr. Anthony Fauci is still there from the Reagan years, and he's he's been on this program. He's been on TV with us. You know, they're now working expeditiously, full-on force, all of our medical researchers and professionals to get a vaccine. I don't know if we're going to get one immediately. It's hard to build one. The only the only real hope we have with Corona, by the way, is the fact that it we've had other coronaviruses, and they've been able to deconstruct the what is the the foundational force behind the virus, which means they can usually then go from there to build out a vaccine, and they think they're going to have the first stage one human trials in April and, and hopefully sooner than that, than later that you get the vaccine. I mean, it's amazing what people do, but you lose your home. You lose. Your, I mean, it's, it's just terrible. Um, back to tonight. So you got this full on, you know, let's rally behind crazy, creepy, sleepy Joe quid pro quo Joe three Oh three, three Oh. And I'll tell you, it's nuts. I mean, I'll just go back to this yesterday. He didn't know it was Super Tuesday, and he can't, he can't even remember our founding document. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women, he says, created equal, endowed by, well, I'll let Joe say it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you know the, you know the thing. Look, tomorrow is Super Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? Yeah. Said, says goodbye to Chris Wallace. See you, Chuck. Like, okay. <laughs> says his son is a, was a former AG. Nope. I mean, it's bad. And on the legal side, we'll get into this at the top of the next hour. He's got real problems. Because now Ukraine's open an investigation. And we have Senator Johnson now. He's open an investigation. This is a big deal. Quid pro quo Joe's in a lot of trouble. All right, let me just outline what's going to happen tonight so you know. Uh, We'll start getting vote results uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's 4 o'clock out on the West Coast. And you'll hear about Vermont 16 pledge delegates, Virginia 99. Then around 7.30, North Carolina 110. At 8 p.m., Alabama 52, Maine 24, Massachusetts, not looking good for Elizabeth Warren, 91. Oklahoma, 37. It's the one state for some bizarre reason that Bloomberg's doing well in. I have no idea why. Tennessee, 64. Not sure if what happened yesterday might impact the vote turnout today. Um, 8.30, Arkansas, 31 pledged delegates. 9 p.m., Texas, a whopping 228 delegates. Most of Texas closes at 8 p.m. That should be noted. A part of it does not. Uh, 10 p.m., 29 pledged delegates, Utah. 11 p.m., the biggest prize of the night, 415 pledged delegates. 12 a.m., America, American Samoa, 6. And uh, anyway, March uh, 10, 13 pledged delegates, et cetera, et cetera, I guess, Democrats abroad. 
Now, a couple of things to watch. It's showtime for Bloomberg. Let's see where his six or seven hundred you know, million dollars uh, bought him in this because it's not his personality. That we can say for sure. Um, but we'll find out how well he does tonight. And, you know, Bloomberg is now the highest spending campaign. It's now put to the test. He's now worth apparently $56 billion. He's going to – this is a vanity thing for him. I was watching him last night in this town hall. I'm like, wow, this guy really – he starts explaining away his use of a private jet by saying, oh, the airlines don't want me. You know, they don't want me. I mean, yeah, they do. Uh, I fly commercial, and when I do, people are nice to me. We flew commercial all the way to Singapore, all the way to Vietnam. All the way to Israel. You know, done it all the time. I find people just nice to me. And, yeah, I've had threats, too. Then he talked. Somebody got up, a protester said, uh, excuse me, you have these armed guards around you. When, you never allowed that in New York. Well, I'm, he basically said I'm more important. Then he said about the private jet. Yeah, well, you know, I'm doing a lot of things with my jet. I'm, I'm advocating for, you know, a, a cleaner air. I'm like, okay, fly commercial then. So self-important. I think this is a vanity thing. Uh, we'll see if this east-west divide with Biden and Sanders, if there's a, anything to it. Um, as some have discussed, you got Judge, Klobuchar, and all these late-minute endorsements, the Clintons, and it appears, you know, the Clinton empire if you will supporters they're all coalescing around joe and same the the obama faction of the democratic party they seem to all be coalescing around him um then you got beto bozo guess we have a quid pro quo there at a dallas rally i guess joe now is offering him a gun control role that's going to work out great the one thing to watch is you have this this equation while the rules have changed from 2016 to prevent superdelegates from voting on the first ballot in the event a candidate has um, a majority, uh, no candidate has a majority going into the convention. Remember, those superdelegates vote on the second ballot. That's when it would matter anyway. And the power of you have 771 former presidents, vice presidents, current members of Congress, members of the DNC, all these establishment bigwigs. Yeah, they're known as the automatic delegates. And their votes are not tied to any specific primary or caucus results. And all the Democrats, if you're paying close attention, they really want to bypass the guy that gets the most votes, which is very different from the some would say, well, Hannity, you believe in the Electoral College. Yeah, because we won't have a country. The whole purpose of the Electoral College was to have equal representation of every state and not let New York and big cities and California and New Jersey and Chicago and Illinois decide elections. Because if that's the case, let me tell you what's going to happen in a lot of those red states. They're going to leave. They won't be there won't be the United States if New York and California with their nutty views on everything take over. So it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. You start out the night in terms of the current delegate count. Sanders at 60, Biden with 53, picked up a lot in South Carolina. Judge 26, Warren 8, Klobuchar 7. Now, the other thing that you're. You're, you've got to watch out. There's been early voting in some of these states, so like California, but you also have to watch out for a magic number of 15% to get any part of the proportional distribution of delegates. I know this is somewhat technical, but I'm just trying to 
bring you up to speed if you're watching the coverage tonight. The two nights of the year that I am not on are Super Tuesday and on election night uh, as the news division takes over. Uh, anyway, Trump deems Buttigieg Klobuchar's endorsement. I mean, when he said quid pro quo, I nearly spit up. It was very funny, very quick. And good luck to Joe in that debate uh, if he gets the nomination. The uh, You have CNN expert uh, opinionist Paul Begala. Uh, <laughs> he's actually predicting the exact date Donald Trump will dump Pence from the ticket. I'll take that bet. Somebody can get in touch with Bagala. I'll even give him 10 to 1 odds. And whatever amount he wants to bet for charity, I'm in. Because I'm going to win that bet. Uh, Michael Moore brushes off Biden's first primary win. It's not representative of the U.S. You know, the the left-wing lunatics like Michael Moore are going to be pissed. Edward Snowden had an interesting comment that Joe Biden was threatening countries not to give him asylum. That's pretty interesting to me. I'd like to know more about that. Uh, we have uh, Bloomberg last night predicting all the horse trading and deals at a contested convention. Let me translate that for you. I'll pay any amount of money to everybody to donate to their re-election campaigns. Just support me. That's pretty much how I interpreted it. The audience member that called out Bloomberg for pushing gun control. I mean, it was hardcore. How do you justify pushing more gun control when you have an armed security detail that's likely equipped with the same firearms and magazines that you seek to ban the common citizen from owning? Instead of this town hall, does your life matter more than mine or my family or these people? The audience applauds, rightly so. This is Bloomberg's answer. Look, I probably get 40 to 50 threats every week, and some of them are real. I get 40 to 50 threats a week. Uh, and I want everybody to have their Second Amendment rights. My only recommendation is whatever gun you want, get trained in the use and safety of. I've been I've been a pistol marksman since I'm a kid, 11 years old. My mom was a prison guard. She had a loaded gun on her night table. They taught me pretty early, don't touch it. Then they brought me to a range and taught me gun safety. Sat through the first lesson, gun pointed down range. Guy says, you think you remember all these rules? Absolutely. It's okay, when you come back next time, if you remember them all, I'll let you shoot the gun. I'm like, oh, the air went out of my cells immediately. So, so, but I remember the rules. It was a pretty smart way to, you know, get me to remember them. And, I've, and I, I learned at a young age. I have a fingerprint safe next to my bed. I mean, thank God for technology. I mean, Liberty Safe makes them. If you haven't gotten one, they're great. The laws and regulations in effect when I was Secretary of State allowed me to use my email for work. That is undisputed. It clearly wasn't the best choice. Um, and I take responsibility for that decision. I thought it would be easier to carry just one device for my work and for my personal emails instead of two. iPhone or Android? <laughs> iPhone. Okay, in full disclosure, BlackBerry and a BlackBerry. I have a, a, a you know, a, an iPad, a mini iPad, an iPhone and a BlackBerry. I believe I have met all of my responsibilities and the server um, will remain uh, private. In order to be as cooperative as possible, we have turned over the server. They can do whatever they want to with the server. I am confident that I never sent nor received any information that was classified at the time it was sent and received. 
So that leaves the 100 out of 30,000 emails that Director Comey testified uh, contain classified information. I did not receive anything that was marked as classified. Director Comey said that only three out of 30,000 had anything resembling classified markers. You were the official in charge. Did you like the service? What, like with a cloth or something? No. Well, no. We turned over everything that was work-related. Every single thing. I'm just chilling in Cedar Rapids. All right, uh, hour two, Sean Hannity show. You can always count on Hillary to tell the truth. Anyway, that's a huge development, by the way. And that is that we now have Tom Fitton, Judicial Watch, is now going to be deposing her, hopefully on camera. And I, it's going to be interesting to watch. We're never going to have equal justice under the law, application of our laws. We're, not, we're always going to have a dual justice system. If she gets away with top secret classified information on a secret server, and she gets to delete 33,000 emails that are subpoenaed and acid wash the hard drive. So forensically, the FBI and law enforcement cannot recover that those emails and then, you know, bust up the devices that might have those emails on it and then take out the SIM cards that might have information with the emails on it. You know, she can't get away with it. Now, we have that going on at this particular time because it's going to be fun watching Hillary get deposed in all of this and Tom Fitton's going to talk and he'll tell us everything that happens. But they have been inventing one excuse after another why she should never have to answer any question in any deposition about her unauthorized, unsecured computer system. And she used a clandestine server to handle all of her electronic communications. Now, that's one issue. Issue number two, as it relates now that everybody's rallying around, you know, a gaff a minute, quid pro quo Joe. He's got big problems because look like his luck is finally now changing. Well, he won in South Carolina. Buttigieg is out. Klobuchar is out. Uh, all endorsing Biden. We even have Beto Bozo endorsing Biden. Well, guess what? Ukrainian investigators have begun an inquiry into quid pro quo Joe over the allegations. He pressured officials into firing a top prosecutor. Whoopsie daisy. Fire the prosecutor or you're not getting the billion. Hmm. That, you know, that same prosecutor investigating my son, zero experience hunter being paid millions, no experience in Ukraine, oil, gas or energy. Sure. We all we're all going to get lucky like that. Right. So that's going on simultaneously. Then we've got the Senate. Ron Johnson preparing to issue the panel's first subpoena, part of the investigation into Burisma Holdings. And Johnson is the chair of the Homeland Security Committee. Told Gary Peters of plans to subpoena a former Ukrainian embassy official and a former consultant for Blue Star Strategies, a firm that Burisma hired to fight against corruption allegations. Whoopsie daisy. That's going to be a big problem. And Joe Biden, by the way, by the way, said Hunter should not be fair game. <laughs> really? In the DOJ's Ukraine investigation? Well, we do know also that other things happen like Oh, yeah, we found out why the Ukrainians paid zero experience Hunter millions because he was meeting with State Department officials. Believe on Burisma's behalf. We have uh, Treasury, Treasury uh, uh, Department sharing suspicious activity reports on Hunter Biden with Republican investigators. I wonder if this might be a real whistleblower, not a quid pro quo whistleblower. I'm sorry, not a hearsay whistleblower. It's quid pro quo Joe. Keep my name straight. 
Anyway, here to go over this and the impact this has not only on Super Tuesday, but if now the Democratic establishment coalescing behind gaff a minute Joe that doesn't even know when Super Tuesday is and doesn't even know. These are my favorite new tapes, by the way. We now have our founding document declaration. You know, uh, we hold these truths. Listen, we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know, the you know, the thing. You know the thing. Super Thursday. Look, tomorrow is Super Thursday. And I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? Yeah. Okay, thanks, Chuck. Oops, I'm sorry I'm being interviewed by Chris Wallace. (laughs) I can't keep these names straight. Anyway, Greg Jarrett, Fox News uh, legal analyst, author of the bestseller Witch Hunt, Jordan Seculo, executive director, ACLJ, Attorney, co-host, Chase Seculo Live, and he wrote the best-selling book, The Next Red Wave, How Conservatives Can Beat Leftist Aggression, Rhino Betrayal, and Deep State Subversion. All pretty true. Uh, Guys, welcome back to the program. These are huge developments, but on this Super Tuesday, Greg Jarrett, this impacts this race because everybody now is coalescing around quid pro quo Joe. That's right, and, you know, the faux whistleblower who's, not a whistleblower under the law, clearly wanted to hurt President Trump and help Joe Biden, for whom the whistleblower used to work. Well, he ended up accomplishing just the opposite. Uh, He triggered the impeachment, and President Trump's ratings went up because Americans realized it was a partisan witch hunt. Biden, though, has been badly tainted by his grifter son and the evidence that the vice president extorted Ukraine into firing a prosecutor to protect Hunter Biden. So, you know, this is only going to get worse as more evidence emerges. As you pointed out, uh, the Ukraine uh, government has now ordered an investigation into whether Joe Biden himself broke Ukrainian laws in demanding the firing of the prosecutor. And Ron Johnson has documents that support the argument that Burisma hired Hunter Biden for a classic influence peddling scam involving Joe Biden. How do you see this, Jordan Seculo? Because to me, I mean, we're also in the middle of this. We're at some point going to hear from Prosecutor Durham. And I'm not expecting it's going to go well for a lot of these people. No, I mean, it was, it was bizarre today to add to the endorsement list. Comey, Not surprisingly, maybe, but Jim Comey, you know, getting involved with Joe Biden's campaign. By the way, you know, no, you know, they rejected the, according to reports, they rejected his endorsement. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's because of the Hillary Clinton, the blood there. I mean, and and so who are who are they tied to? And it's because they're tied to the the, the same thing. Clinton having to go under oath. This is under the Obama Biden administration. All this action and activities about her server allowing that to go and how it's connected to the FOIA and all, all of this, the Ukraine issue. You know, that, this takes me back to the impeachment trial. It's a flashback. But it's why did the president release the money when he did? It was part of that was the, the opening and the, the putting together of the corruption court in Ukraine. That, this is a direct product of that corruption court, is that they are now looking at past allegations of corruption inside their own government. Some of that corruption may involve U.S. officials who now – uh, who may months ago or even weeks ago have not been seen as maybe major players in the nomination battle, but have been elevated. And so they get elevated and they get extra scrutiny. But to say all these things that Joe Biden say that he's 
not, you know, he's, his, his son is not, uh, you know, uh, should be off the table. And this is an adult man. You know, we're not talking about children. He's 49 years old. Yeah. I mean, he, so he, he went on like, television like and Don he was asked very specific or, questions. Or, or Jared or Ivanka or that. I mean, it'd be nice for, for instance, Eric Trump, who is running the business but is not involved in the administration, they're not off the table. He's not off the table, right? I mean, so uh, any kind of law activity they can possibly go after the Trump organization or the Trump businesses, they try. You know, and New York tries. It's other states have tried. So this is a, this is a joke, but I do think – this was the reason, Sean, that Democrats didn't do this earlier. Now they're so scared, not so much of even, I think, President Trump being reelected. They just don't want to lose the House. And so they'll do anything possible to keep Bernie from the nomination, even if that means backing Joe enough to where they could possibly choose someone else in the convention. I mean, so even if it just means muddying the waters enough where Bernie doesn't have a majority of delegates coming into the convention. If that means that no one does, fine. As they said, the New York Times... Well, I mean, there's two things to that, Jordan. ...to burn the party down this year to keep the House. You got There are two things associated with this, and, and they're very important. Number one is, it's clear. Bloomberg is saying, oh, I'm in this. So let's see what happens at the convention. That's number one. Then you got the 700-plus superdelegates. None of them want Bernie. So if, if Bernie gets the most votes, it's not going to go to Bernie. I can tell you that. They already have that plan in place, at least from, my, from what I can see. And Greg Jarrett, I'll tell you this. They take away this from Bernie, and he has the most votes. Those people are not going out for quid pro quo Joe. And Joe's legal problems, ha, huh, it's, it's impeachable on day one based on Democrat standards because it's far worse than the perfect call, as the president calls it. You know, there are nearly 800 superdelegates, and they are historically, and it's true this uh, year, they're largely controlled by the Democratic National Committee. What's the DNC's record? Well, they rigged the system in favor of Hillary Clinton four years ago. So it does appear that they don't want Bernie Sanders yet again, and they will direct the nearly 800 superdelegates to cast their ballots in favor of an alternative, which at this juncture seems like uh, Joe Biden. Um, and I, I love your reference to James Comey's uh, sort of endorsement of, of uh, Joe Biden today. The rapid response director for the Biden campaign, Andrew Bates, tweeted the following, customer service, I just received a package I very much did not order. How can I return it free of charge? So, you know, Comey is a guy who committed historic misfeasance and malfeasance. Nobody wants to be standing next to James Comey, least of all Joe Biden, who's got major problems, not realizing what day of the week it is, what race he's running for, what state he's in. Hell, the guy doesn't even know the Declaration of Independence. It's, it's an embarrassment every time he opens his mouth. But, but I will say, Sean, this, they may not want to stand next to Jim Comey. They don't want his endorsement, but... But they were willing to go after the president and start the Russia investigation because of what Comey leaked. So they play games with Jim Comey. No, yes, I think Hillary Clinton would have fired him because of what he did with interfering in the election. I think it was wrong, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. He should have been fired as FBI director. But they will use him to go after President Trump. They continue to use him to go after President Trump. So I'm sure he's a little c- confused because at some days he's the Democrats' heroes. Other days, when you get back to the Clinton days and the Obama-Biden days, He's still seen as someone they blame the election loss on. 
unless they can use that guy to, uh, you know, order an investigation of the president by Bob Mueller, which they did, uh, even because of his leaked information that he said would lead to a special counsel. And so they will utilize. I think Jim Comey has just forgotten this or has just never been involved in politics. And when he got in, he thought he was a lot better at it than he was. That they will use use him and and then and then do what they did today, which is mock him openly uh, right on social media without even Joe Biden saying a word. And it's just very telling how bad he damaged the FBI, because if the F- former FBI director who had to be fired can be mocked by the Democrat campaign for President Joe Biden, it was his FBI director. You know, I mean, served the Obama administration. Uh, it just it's very telling about why the president took the action he did. And yet he's, the consequences of taking that action for this president have been absurd, to say the least. All right. Thank you both, Greg Jarrett. Oh, by the way, any predictions tonight? Who's going to have the big night, Bernie or Joe? Uh, Bernie's going to have the bigger night tonight, uh, but Joe's going to you know, pick up some delegates. Thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think Joe Biden is going to do much better than he was a week ago, and that's going to build that case up that you believe, you believe in, Sean, that I believe in, that the DNC is going to do everything possible to not to give this to Bernie Sanders and try to do it in some way under their new, quote, rules. All right. Thank you both for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free number. We're going to take a lot of calls next half hour. Just tonight at a rally, he went a step further and called the coronavirus a hoax. This is the same president who referred to the coronavirus as a hoax. How do they answer that a guy like Senator Sanders is more capable than Donald Trump? who has called the coronavirus, by the way, a hoax. President Trump laid into Democrats for raising alarm, calling it a hoax. You know, the idea that Donald Trump said just several days ago this was a Democratic hoax, what in God's name is he talking about? I find it incomprehensible that the president would do something as inane as calling it a hoax, which he did last night in South Carolina. He said that the Democrats making so much of it is a Democratic hoax, not that Uh, the virus was a hoax. We need scientists running our response to the coronavirus, uh, not a politician like Pence who barely believes uh, in science at all. Uh, So I would hope very much uh, that Trump uh, understands that the coronavirus is a major, major threat. And look, right now, you have this president hasn't allowed his scientists to speak, number one. He has the vice president speaking, not the scientists who know what they're talking about, like Fauci. Number two, they haven't even prepared a test kit to determine whether or not anybody has the virus. They haven't set up a pattern and how to proceed. They don't, they, they've cut the funding for the CDC. They've cut the, the, the Center for Disease Control. They've, I can get that done on healthcare by building on Obamacare with a Biden Medicare option in it. I can do this in terms of Ebola. I mean, excuse me. What's happened in, the, in this administration is 1,600 scientists have left the government in the last two years. We need those people. Uh, the president tried to defund, <coughs> defund Centers for Disease Control and the National Institute of Health. Those are the people that we depend on for the science and the medicine. Um, they have not had, to the best of my knowledge, the kind of planning that you have to do. Now, since Trump, I think, is not going to leave anyway, might as well run Bernie. <laughs> he's not. He's not. And by the way, when the virus gets bad, he's going to declare martial law. Watch that. Oh, my God. Oh, he, that could happen. But that could totally happen. You're, you're... All right, there it is. It just is. It's all lying. They just lie, 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 lie. And it seems like 
It just doesn't matter in the minds of liberals. No, the president did not cut funding to the CDC and the NIH. No, he increased funding dramatically. That's a fact. Uh, No, the president didn't call the virus a hoax. That, too, is a fact. The world, WHO, didn't even label this virus until January 7th of this year. They first noticed pneumonia-like symptoms only on December 30th of last year. Uh, Not that long ago. But it was January 31st when Donald Trump, against the advice of pretty much everybody, decided that he was going to put the travel ban in place for people that want to come into the U.S. from China and also took the dramatic step of quarantining our fellow Americans returning from that region. Why? To limit the spread of the disease. Now, you can compare that to Joe Biden and, of course, Obama, because they didn't officially declare an emergency on H1N1, the swine flu virus, until... October of 2009, well, that was after they knew about it in April of that year. And by the time they declared a national emergency, 20,000 Americans, yes, our citizens, contracted the disease and a thousand Americans died. And you didn't see that hyped up. And look, I know everyone's jack. Listen, I, I, I take all viruses seriously. I take all illness seriously. But I got to tell you, and here's another to put it in perspective, 2017, 61,000 Americans died from the flu. Now, I think always you should take precautions in life. I really do. Anyway, 800-941, Sean, if you want to be a part of the program on the Super Tuesday uh, edition. Uh, All right, let's get to our phones. We say hi to our friend Joe in Ella J, Georgia. Been a friend of this program now going back. Oh, man, it's got to be. 25 years, Joe. How are you? Sean, you're the greatest. Listen, I was in Jamaica at the Half Moon Hotel, which is a great resort, and people were coming up to me from all over the country saying, Joe, I've heard you on Sean, and they're they're saying, Sean, that that Trump's going to win a landslide win, and I think it's largely going to be because of talk shows like you. And I've never seen the people so fired up, but over there at Half Moon, I got to meet with the Prime Minister of Jamaica one-on-one. I had a great trip, but Boy, you're really popular. I mean, people uh, people from Atlanta and everywhere coming up to me and say, Joe, I heard you on Hannity. He's great. He, he's going to lead us to a landslide victory. So I just want to pay tribute to you, Sean. Uh, you're, I've been calling your show 25 years, and, boy, you're the you're number one, and you know that, and I just want to say how listen, much I you appreciate know what? you. Let me tell you something, Joe. You've been there 25 years fighting for limited government, conservative principles, And as I say all the time, in 245 days, I know it's Super Tuesday today, you know, one of these maniacs on the left, either Joe or Bernie or or, you know, throw them up against the wall. We only put cops in minority neighborhoods. We only arrest minorities. Why? Because that's where all the crime is. Bloomberg and go home and die, Bloomberg. Um, One of them is going to become the nominee. This is an all hands on deck moment for the country, Joe. You've been there for 25 years. What you do is equally important. No one is more important. We're all spokes in a wheel here. And we all want liberty and freedom over statism, uh, redistributionism, and, and the stifling bureaucracy that would eliminate the lifeblood of the world's economy. I mean, it, th- these are serious times. I'm taking this election seriously, and I'm playing as if we're, we're down by six. It's the two-minute drill. We have no timeouts. We got to cross the plane, and we got to kick the extra point. That's how you got to look at it. All hands on deck, Joe. John, 
We're going to work hard. Keep up the great work. Proud of you, okay? Proud of you, too, sir. God bless you. All right, uh, let's see. Don in Iowa. Don, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Sean, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a longtime Marine Corps veteran listener. And, uh, and by the way, if uh, Mike Bloomberg has his way, you won't be able to call it Super Tuesday. It'll be 12-ounce Tuesday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what are you talking about? He wants to downsize everything, so it'll have to be down 12 ounces Tuesday. Yeah. I, oh, no, yeah, downsize. You can buy two Cokes, but you can't buy one big Coke. I mean, that's just genius, that's right. but go ahead. <laughs> yes, anyway, uh, the reason I called is about Mike Bloomberg, and it's my thoughts, and I was hoping you uh, could help me uh, with it. And I believe that Mike Bloomberg is not in this to be a president. I believe he's taken a page out of the George Soros playbook, and I believe he wants to be a power broker. I think that uh, he's going to stay as long as he can and collect as many uh, uh, people as he can and possibly help by the Senate. But I think that he is really just here to, to make sure somebody is beholden to him. Yeah, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. All of them are radical extremists. All of them Without will increase taxes, and they're saying so. All of them want some version of a government takeover of specific industries, health care, or, or the Bloomberg plan is, you're too old, you outlived your life expectancy, go home to your family, go die. I mean, he's actually on tape saying that. But they all support some version of taking over the energy sector, the medical care in this country. I am telling you, every one of their plans is a disaster for the country. Just that it will Absolutely. be an unmitigated disaster and it won't take yeah. long to prove what I'm saying is true. What I'm praying for is that in 245 days, we don't experiment with stupidity because that's what we will be doing. We've done it before. And I'll tell you, it's now gotten it. It's now it, let's put it this way. The bandwidth is so full of the wreckage and carnage of of even just the last administration. We don't have any room for this anymore. And we're going to survive and thrive as a world leader in a country. We don't have room for people that want to bribe dictators either. Um, anyway, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. Our number, Chad, is in Texas. Chad, how are you? Welcome aboard, sir. Hey, Sean. Great to talk to you. Thanks for taking the call. And uh, happy Tuesday. Happy Thursday. Oh, no, it is happy Tuesday if you, could, if you ask uh, crazy Joe Biden. Um but Sean, By the way, do you know Joe yeah. Biden? Are you friends with Joe Biden? And and obviously, Beto Bozo is now going to be in charge of guns. Jeez, thanks so much. Yeah. Exactly. I was saying that the, the campaign of crazy, creepy, sleepy, uncle, I got dementia, 30330, quid pro quo Joe. It's, I'm kind of agreeing with you, Sean. Uh, his campaign, it, he's taking all these other uh, Democratic uh, candidates that have dropped out, but when it comes to him specifically, um, I think he, he may need to be checked out. I don't think if you saw him Sunday morning, he looked tired, he looked worn out, and it's it's about halfway. We're about at, at the halfway point of this of this whole presidential race, and I, I really don't think that he's going to be able to, you know, to hack it. And um, it, it's it's not really comedy or, or funny anymore it's kind of what you were saying it's kind of scary you, you begin to think about his health and you know crazy bernie you know i don't want this to sound bad but when is he going to have his next heart attack you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, look, I'm not wishing anyone gets sick. I'm not, I'm not even worried about Bernie's heart attack. I mean, doctors are so good, they can keep pretty much anybody alive, especially presidents, because they have unlimited resources. Let's be honest. Um, and Dick Cheney's a good, good case in point. Listen, this for me is business. This is about the business of this country. This is about the principles that make us strong. This is about the rule of law, our Constitution. This is about freedom versus tyranny. This is about constitutional governance versus statism. I, you know, any of these, you know, any, you know, look at what Levin says, post-constitutional America. He couldn't be any more right. We now have gotten a, an opportunity with fantastic results Proving once again how conservative governance works. Limited government works. Thomas Paine, Common Sense, 1776. You know, where the guides and dictates of each individual's conscience be irresistibly obeyed. There'd be no need for any government. But we're not perfect beings. We all failed. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. And with that said, he said, government in its best state is but a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. Everybody that is willing to give over to the government the power to secure their health care and their promised job and their promised vacation and their promised healthy food and their promised retirement and their promised, 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 free, free, free. You are giving up liberty and freedom. The math does not even begin to add up. These are false promises. This is a prescription that has been tried and failed repeatedly. And I am saying that it is an absolute disaster for the future of the country if, in fact, we ever go down this road of socialism. It won't end well. All right, let's get back to our busy telephones here. Let's say hi to Mike is in Florida. Mike will be watching closely in 245 days the Sunshine State, or as I call it, in New York in the middle of winter, paradise. What's going on? Mike, how are you? All right, Andrew, in the swing state of Ohio, no Republicans ever made it to the White House without the Buckeye State. We'll be watching closely in 245 days. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, sir. I just want to talk about one of the Democrat Party's uh, greatest propaganda tools is this myth that the wealthy stay wealthy and the poor stay poor. That's not true at all. Income mobility is one of the most remarkable things about the United States of America. Just 12% of Americans will have one year in the top 1%. So all this Bernie Sanders nonsense, the 1% always don't stay in the 1%. There's always competition. And my favorite statistic is that 70, 73% of Americans will find themselves in the top 20% one year of their life. So most Americans will have at least one year in the middle class, and that's pretty more remarkable how great America is. I just wanted to see your thoughts about that. Let me tell you something. This is the greatest country God has ever given man. I believe that with all my heart. Over the course of my life, I have discovered that, like everything in life, you, we all kind of tend to take things for granted, right? It's not a—it's kind of a natural state of human beings. And I, the only thing I can say to you is the people that I meet in life that came here from other countries, they, they have, it seems to me at times, and I'm, and I'm myself, I'm guilty of it. I take it for granted. I don't wake up every morning and say, oh. I live in America, freedom. I, I just take it for granted. But people that have come from places where they didn't have freedom, they don't take it for granted like we do. They see it. They can compare it to something that we've never experienced. And that's what makes this country so amazing. Anyway, quick break. When we come back uh, on the Super Tuesday 
Jammu Green, Pastor Daryl Scott, uh, looking at the states and the state of Biden and the push to push Bernie out of the way. Straight ahead. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. 150 million people have been killed since 2007. All right, Chuck, thank you very much. Uh, all right, uh, it's Chris, I but mean, anyway. Chris. I just did Chris. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just did Chuck. Guess what, if you elect me, I'm not gonna have you, your taxes are gonna be raised, not cut. My name's Joe Biden, I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over, if you like what you see, help out, if not vote for the other guy, give me a look though, okay? If you agree with me, Go to Joe 30330. We choose truth over facts. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. I'm not going nuts. I'm not sure whether it's a medical school or where the hell I spoke, but it was on the campus. Back in the, in the spring late fall early i mean late spring late winter early fall early anyway you know what i mean his mom uh, lived in uh, in long island for 10 years or so uh, god rest her soul and uh, um although she's wait your mom's still your mom's still alive as your dad passed god bless her soul chuck graham state senator's here chuck stand up chuck let him see you oh god love you what am i talking about a man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. In Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So fully, I'm not joking. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... Go, you know the you know the thing. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. I mean, you cannot make this up. Uh, th- I've never seen anything like this, and I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm kind of enjoying it from a lot of different fronts. And on top of all of that, you got now not only is Ukraine opened an official investigation into quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter. Now the Senate is preparing subpoenas for uh, the Hunter investigation. Uh, but to watch, you know, the, look at the New York Post today. Two tabloids in New York. Stop him, Joe. Democrats rally to foil Bernie. New York Daily News. This is what I like about tabloids. I mean, they're funny and fun, even when they attack me. Pete, Amy, hop on Biden bandwagon as moderates seek to thwart Bernie on Super Tuesday. Uh, okay, now the problem is now they're trying to screw Bernie Sanders again. And they're probably going to be able to do it. As I pointed out, you know, we'll know a lot more by the end of tonight, Super Tuesday. But, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Super Thursday. Is, is it Super Thursday or Super Tuesday, Linda? I don't know what super it is. It's super something, Very confusing. Right? What's, it's very confusing, this whole super thing. But uh, anyway, one of the things you got to remember is what I keep pointing out, and that is the delegate counts. And the delegates, yeah, that kind of matters big time. Uh, because with the power of 771 former presidents, vice presidents, members of Congress, the DNC, party bigwigs, they're all lining against Bernie again. Hillary had it in the bag. No matter what, she was going to get the nomination, whether she won or not last time. Uh, anyway, here to talk about the latest breaking news in terms of what is a shift show of the Democratic Party. Jammu Green is back. 
uh, founder of Barbara's Legacy, co-founder of Define America, Fox News political analyst, Pastor Daryl Scott back with us. He is the chairman of the Urban Revitalization Coalition. Uh, welcome, both of you. Uh, Jammu, uh, listen, this is your party. And whether you like Bernie Sanders or not, I mean, Bernie's been winning on his own. It, now it's just everybody's aligned against him. Rumors that the entire Obama machine... A uh, political machine is now out to thwart him. The entire Clinton machine is now out to thwart him. I mean, this guy can't have more people against him than than, than what he's got. Thanks for having me, Sean. Now, let, let's get something clear here. When you say Bernie Sanders was thwar- you know is being thwarted again, he wasn't thwarted in the first place. Hillary Clinton got four million more votes than him in 2016. I know, Sean, but this narrative that Republicans. Donna Brazil was on this program. Donna Brazil was on last week. Donna Brazil took over for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Donna Brazil lit candles, said prayers, and tearfully made a call to Bernie Sanders and said, yeah, the Clinton machine owned the DNC. They used money to buy it, basically, and that it was a corrupt system and unfair. So, you know, your issue is really with Donna Brazil, not me. I am all behind the voters making their decisions on who is going to be the best candidate for the Democratic Party. I am not behind a narrative that somehow this is owed to Senator Sanders, that somehow that he is going to continue to damage the brand of the Democratic Party by playing a victim. Go out, get your votes, win the race. That's what Biden's trying to do. That's what Elizabeth Warren is trying to do. Stop trying to change the rules. Stop trying to change the narrative to give you some type of emotional leg up. I know it helps you and Trump and Republicans, Sean. No, listen, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not going to lie. Jimbo, we've been friends a long time. We don't agree yes, politically. You drive me nuts sometimes, in all honesty, but um, with your opinions. But you're a wonderful person. I mean, we've been friends a long time, and I do. I have nothing but respect for you. But I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm loving the shift show. I'm loving the whole thing. It's cracking me up. The only thing is, Pastor Scott, it's scaring the living daylights out of me because they're all nuts and they'll destroy the country. I don't like any of their foreign policy views. I don't like their views on Medicare for all. Obamacare was a disaster. Every promise broken. I don't like their new Green Deal insanity and everything's free and no oil and gas and no cows or planes eventually. Listen, the fix is in on Bernie. It's as plain as the nose on anybody's face, because no one wants a Castro-supporting communist in office. Wall Street doesn't want him. The establishment doesn't want him. The Democratic Party doesn't want him. They want him to go away. So the fix is in. Now, as far as my sister Jamu talking about somebody feeling like something was old to them, Hillary felt that it was old to her in 2016, and the Democrats still have not accepted the results of the 2016 election. So how can she sit there and say that Bernie needs to just accept the will of the voters when the whole Democratic Party has not accepted the will of the voters? That's why we've had that sham impeachment hearing. That's why well, we've that's had a good question. Mueller. Why, why doesn't the winner, the person... Because you guys still haven't accepted the results of 2016. Well, that's true, too. But Bernie why, why won, doesn't the Democratic Party, whoever the gets the most votes of the people, why doesn't that person get the nomination, Jabu? <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, by the way, is a very all, different argument not, from the Electoral not. College because you want all 50 states represented equally. So you don't want New York, California, New Jersey deciding the fate of the country every election. I'm all for getting rid of the Electoral College. I'm all for of course the popular you are. vote. You see all that red in the middle of the country? I don't think they're going to agree with that, but go ahead. Are, are we on the same page? you want to start an electoral college uh, you know, voting? No, I said it's very different. The reason the electoral college is in, in existence is to allow uh, equal representation from the lesser populated states. It's simple. So that they have representation. Loser. And I'll tell you right now, you get rid of the electoral college, you're going to lose states. They're going to leave. Losers always want to change the rules. Winners never want to change the rules. They didn't want the Electoral College to be abolished when Barack Obama won, but when Donald Trump won, they wanted it to be abolished. Simple now, as that. both of you have said something that I, I, want to, I want to correct, because I, as a Democrat and as someone who has worked in leadership positions within the Democratic Party, I even ran for DNC chair, I have accepted the results of 2016, here's what happened in 2016. Donald Trump cheated, and he won. That's an exception. Donald <laughs> Trump cheated? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Jamu, Jamu, stop. 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 How did Donald Trump cheat? And that's where we are now. How did Donald so, Trump, Jamu, hang on. I'm asking a question. How did Donald Trump cheat? From Russia. We know this. All right, everybody stop here. Now I'm going to go give you a history. We have had a nine-month FBI investigation, and even Peter Strzok and Lisa Page said they found nothing. No, they're there. We had a House Intelligence Committee investigation. No Trump-Russia collusion. We had the Bipartisan Senate Committee. No Trump-Russia collusion. We had the ever-anticipated Mueller report. No Trump-Russia collusion. The only collusion with Russia was Hillary Clinton's bought and paid-for dirty Russian dossier, Full of lies that was then used as the unverifiable uh, FISA court uh, premeditated fraud. There was never any Trump-Russia collusion, Jammu. None. Do you not watch my program? You need to watch and listen to this program. Well, Sean, I'm not going to say I watch it every night, but I certainly watch it when I need to understand what it is we are up against. And the reality is wealthy White men have been cheating their way to victory forever. Oh, all right. It's a Tuesday. Jamal, I love you, but let me go to time. Pastor Scott because, you know, Pastor Scott, here's the problem. There's no truth to what Jamu was saying, and I say this respectfully. We've had four investigations. The only Trump-Russia, the only collusion that had happened with Russia was Hillary. The only other foreign interference was the DNC, according to Politico, January 11, 2017, and a Ukrainian court, a DNC operative, Alexander Chalupa, goes to the Ukrainian embassy in Washington to get dirt on Trump and his associates that Politico concluded was effective and worked. So that never happened. Listen, the Democrats... Leading candidates right now are wealthy white men. So I don't understand what her um, argument is when she says wealthy white men are stealing elections. Wealthy white men tried to steal the election in 2016 from Donald Trump, and we're not able to do it. And so, you know, uh, listen, Joe Biden, I mean, the fix is in on Bernie. We see this. Joe Biden stands up, and his dementia is glaringly apparent right now. And if it was Donald Trump making those gaps, his mental health, his mental state would be questioned. Joe Biden did not even know what truths were self-evident. 
He didn't know what day it was or what office he was running from. They need to get this guy out of here. But Bernie is a communist, and so this is all they have. They're in a flux right now because they don't have a viable candidate. They don't have anybody on the horizon either. This party of diversity, this party that said that white men pose an existential threat to this country, now has two old white men. One of them is a communist, and one of them is crazy. And this, this, they need to just shift over and vote Trump. And let him win unanimously. All right, stay right there. The we we got to take a break. Uh, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. More with Jamu Green and, and Pastor Daryl Scott. All right, as we continue with uh, on the Super Tuesday with Pastor Daryl Scott and Jamu Green. Pastor Scott, one thing in the last 10, 11, 12 polls, I really don't know. But the president that only got 8% of the African-American vote in 2016... He's anywhere between 16 and 34 and a half percent support with African-Americans. Similar increases in the Hispanic community. We have record low unemployment for every demographic in this country. Do you think that translates into a higher voting percentage for the president with these demographics? Absolutely. On last week, the president had a meeting uh, celebrating or commemorating Black History Month, and he had several uh, community activists in that meeting. In fact, CNN was uh, upset because they were asking about the qualifications of the people that were in the room. But he had a number of community activists in the room with him, people that relate to the African-American community on a grassroots level, because that's who this POTUS wants to relate to, is the man on the street, the people in the community. And then you had these uh, supposedly uh, woke, polished, educated, sophisticated contributors resort to calling those in attendance derogatory racial slurs. So that shows their level of tolerance, and it shows the fear that they have that this president is reaching and making inroads into the black community, and the, the, the left is afraid of it. So they're trying to denounce every single thing, every single initiative, every single policy that the president uh, is proactive with regarding the black community. They try to denounce it or discredit it or attribute it to Barack Obama or somebody because they are afraid that this president is doing what oh. he said he All right, would let's do. give Jammu the last minute to respond. Towards the black community. Jammu, will the president, obviously record low unemployment for African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment. It's okay if you say, great job, President Trump, but nobody's going to get mad at you for telling the truth. <laughs> Sean, let me ask you a question. You know, you have All right, we'll make it your very... show. Go ahead. You have a you have a very popular show, both on radio and television. You've got millions of people millions. who turn out Thank every God. single day to listen to what you have to say. And okay. you've built this over a career of perseverance and relating with your audience. What if, what if? I came into your studio <laughs> next week and said, Well, thanks Sean for building up this great brand, this great audience. Now I'm going to take over. And guess what? I'm the number one rated TV cable news host. That is what President Trump has done, whether you look at hey, the Jimu, unemployment Jimu, rate. Jimu, record low economy, unemployment for all of these demographics. Yeah, that would that. be called, if we were playing chess right now, it would be called check and mate. It would be over. The, the, the numbers don't lie. And by the way, with Biden, Obama, 13 million more Americans, food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. The lowest labor participation rate since the 70s. Trump fixed it all. All right. The Super Tuesday. Love to both of you. Jamu Green, Pastor Daryl Scott. When we come back, wide open phones on the Super Tuesday edition. 
That was always a goal that was much bigger than me becoming president. And it is in the name of that very same goal that I'm delighted to endorse and support Joe Biden for president. <laughs> And I do it with great pleasure knowing just how much uh, we need to do not only to win, which is so very important. And when I say win, not just win back the White House, but make sure we bring those vitally important House and Senate and local races with us. Texans, we need to unite our party and our country and to do it not just with our words, but with our actions. It is up to us, all of us to put our country back together, to heal this country, and then to build something even greater. I believe we can do this together. And that is why today I am ending my campaign and endorsing Joe Biden for president. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, March 3rd, 2020, I will be casting my ballot for Joe Biden. And let me tell you why. We need somebody who can beat Donald Trump. The man in the White House today poses an existential threat to this country, to our democracy, to free and fair elections. And we need somebody who can beat him. And in Joe Biden, we have that man. We have someone who, in fact, is the antithesis of Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, okay, the antithesis. All right, we had Joe Biden, didn't we? What did we get with Joe Biden and Barack Obama? Well, we, tried, we, we spent $150 billion in cash and other currency trying to bribe mullahs in Iran uh, out of, out of, uh, into being nice to us. By the way, that stupid plan... 150 billion cash and other currency. That stupid plan of theirs did not even include anywhere, any place, any time inspections. It didn't. That plan expired in 10 years, meaning they could get right back to building the nuclear weapon anyway. That plan didn't even include any American inspectors. That plan also gave had no go zones in there for, quote, inspectors. That's how dumb that was. Never mind 13 million more Americans, food stamps, 8 million more poverty, uh, the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, and on and on. Now you have Trump for three years. We've gotten rid of more burdensome bureaucracy. We brought those manufacturing jobs back that weren't, we were told by Biden and Obama weren't coming back. Uh, we now have freer and fairer trade deals, even a two year, $220 billion deal with China. How great is that for farmers, the auto industry, manufacturers, the energy sector, the service sector? Amazing. And Japan. And, oh, Mexico looks like our better deal might pay for the wall. And then, of course, Canada, Western European allies. Uh, we have the biggest per dollar tax cut in American history. We have record low unemployment. We have the wall being built. Promises made, promises kept. And conservative justices. Why would we want to go back to this stupidity? And worse, you know, they, they now are, are doubling and tripling down to appease the, you know, radical Bernie Sanders base that is their party. And this coalescing now around somebody that's lost it is is mind numbing to me. And by the way, they all know it. 
They're all saying it. Privately, they tell me. And they're all doing it just because they hate Bernie. But when you really think about it, that's the base of their party. That is who that is the modern extreme radical democratic socialist party. And that is the base that they will respond to in power. And that's the frightening thing. By the way, Linda, we I don't know if you saw this Covington Catholic School, uh, Nicholas Sandman, you know, suing now the New York Times, CBS, ABC and the rest of them. Good for him. The thing of beauty. It is a thing of beauty. I would love to know. I And because I've been friends and with Lynn Wood, there's no better. I mean, you want you want libel defamation lawyers, Lynn Wood and Chuck Carter. That's that guy, it. First of all, Linwood is such a nice guy, right? Such. By the way, he doesn't need the money. He's no, not he does it because he's he's as pissed as we are. Oh uh, no, he's more pissed. Yeah, and, you might be right. Somebody who understands the fact a little that he better. got. I mean, he. You're, what did CNN pay? Now, by the way, that's one of those non-disclosure agreements. You know, that's the funny thing. But, but you know what, Sean? Beyond that, I just want to say, you know, this this was a child. These were grown ass adults calling That's for violence against a child. No, and, and they, it's disgusting. They spread. They not only they didn't do any due diligence, none whatsoever, in terms of oh, is the fifteen second clip that we're making all these assumptions about even true? They went with the narrative, and then when the narrative was debunked, they stuck with it. I mean, it. it I thank God this kid's gonna be a billionaire. This kid is is set. But you know what? This is the problem with the left, right? So even when, look, going back to what you were talking about before, when we look at Joe Biden, right? So Joe Biden is out there. He can't put a word together. He can't, can't finish a sentence. You know, he doesn't know what state he's in. He doesn't know what time of day it is. He doesn't remember what race he's running for. Like, it's bananas. And all of these people are getting behind him and saying, oh, yeah, vote for Joe. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Am I the only one who's watching this man? I wouldn't make this guy dog catcher. But we're going to vote. Tomorrow's Superstar Thursday. Tuesday. And I want to no, no, thank no, you all. Thursday. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? <laughs> My favorite was, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... Go, you know the you know the thing. You know, you the, know thing. the you know the thing. You know the that thing. thing. The thing. That the thing be, and the thing. That would be the God guy. That would be the guy that created the I'm heavens like, and the earth what? and the universe. What is happening? Oh, I mean, it's so out. Of, it's the thing. The thing. By the way, if I ever get that bad, just take oh, don't the, worry, brother. I will the, hide the microphone. Take the microphone away. We'll never from let me. you do that to yourself. And that's you know, the thing. Funny. By the way, Linda, on days where I'm distracted, and there are days I got a lot going on and a lot of fires to put out, and you know, like every lawyers. Day? Is and that this every day? That. That's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right. Thursday, Friday. No, that's not actually, and you know better. But <laughs> um, but when I have those days, you get so pissed. You're so what? Focus, because you know you see what I'm doing. I've got first of all five computers in front of me. Three television sets in front of me, and I don't do email anymore, which is even better, and I haven't for a long time. But the point is this. Yeah, and but you've taken away all my social media accounts. And no, aren't no... you? And aren't you lucky to have someone, you know, with capable ability to look it over for right, you? You know, so uh, there's no I don't I can't get into any social media account. I don't know the password. I don't Hence even know the, the beauty password and the success of your current digital brand. To the old you are email welcome. account. James, nobody gives me anything anymore. And you know what? Hannity.com for those of you who want to see our handiwork. It's, right. it's a thing of beauty. It's freedom for me. I, I, it's actually been one less job as I take on 100 other jobs. That's one less one. Um, by the way, Chicago, did you notice they're defending this illegal immigrant 
later charged with sexually assaulting a toddler. I can't. That is the one thing that I cannot stand. If you touch a child, if you hurt a child, that's it for me, man. All bets are off. All bets are off. You're lucky it's not my kid. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. But this previously deported aggravated felon goes to commit another crime, you know, uh, released by Chicago authorities due to their sanctuary status. Now, I blame those people that support these policies. This is this is a violent criminal. This is a guy, you know, a felon commits another crime and they release him. They're responsible for that. They should have deported him. Same thing with, you know, at some point, those that don't want to secure our borders, 90 percent of heroin in this country. We all talk about the opioid crisis. Ninety percent comes across that southern border. Fentanyl doses enough to kill every American five times over crossing that border. We're losing 300 people a week. When did they get called out for their aiding and abetting criminal activity? And I even take it as far as to say, based on their arguments, you'd probably say they have blood on their hands. See, that's the problem, though, is that we need more people actually coming forth and saying this is not a right left issue this is about the future of the nation these are children and you want to talk about how we need sanctuary cities because of the poor kids that are coming across our border what about the kids that are born here what about the kids that live here the kids that have been murdered raped assaulted by illegal immigrants and they have no recourse their family has no way to get justice for their children no they don't there's no justice and by the way, once that happens, how do you ever how do you ever become normal? How do you overcome? no? You never get over it. The loss ever, of a child is you you cannot surmount you can, that. How do you ever get over this? Kids are dying, and example after example. This is not taken randomly. This is not some anomaly. It happens a lot. And the fact that and you want to defend how your many child, of these parents? it makes you a bad person. Oh, you hate illegal immigrants. No, I don't hate illegal immigrants. I don't hate any immigrants. I just want people to come to the country, be vetted, be safe, so that I know that when my kid goes out to ride their bike down the street, they're going to come home and not be killed by an illegal immigrant driving without a license, inebriated behind the wheel. There's a, in Suffolk County, Long Island, there, this is a headline in a paper. I don't want to give the paper out. Suffolk County may ban smoking in private residences. You can't make it up. You got to be kidding me. No, no. Private residences. Now, uh, the idea is, well, people might get secondhand smoke if they go in the house or if it's a multifamily dwelling unit. Now, on the very next page, well, no, this is on page three. On page five of the same paper, Governor Cuomo will push to legalize marijuana again. Yeah, you like, can't walk down the street without getting high in New York. It smells like a skunk everywhere in New York. It's and by absolutely the way, disgusting. I know Mayor Bloomberg said they only arrest minority kids for smoking marijuana. Oh, I actually see pe- uh, people that are every race uh, and and national origin smoking it because it's everywhere. And it's oh, yeah. the most Business disgusting men, smell. Waiters, waitresses, they go out for their coffee break or their smoke break while they're serving you your dinner. It's they're out back getting high. So you want to hear another story? This is on FoxNews.com. By all means. A vegan runner asks neighbors to close windows when cooking meat because of the offensive odor. Berkeley, California. This? Oh, my God. Are you, I'm telling you, they asking their neighbors to close their windows when cooking meat because the smells were overpowering and offensive. The rant was posted uh, on Twitter, apparently, in an account uh, that, you know, houses neighborhood drama. And it showed the runner had requested nearby residents only barbecue vegetables. 
because it's always hard for me this time of year when the weather starts warming up several nights a week. I'm running around dinner time. People have their windows open and I can smell what they are cooking. And I've noticed a sharp uptick recently in smells of folks cooking meat. And it can be quite overpowering. <laughs> you know what's insane? I'm laughing, but it's not funny. These people have no idea what is happening around oh. the world. Look at what's happening oh. in Venezuela. These people are starving in the street. They're it's trying bad. to get their freedom back. They're trying to get their country back. And you're complaining because you smell somebody cooking a burger. That's How the, awesome that's the is biggest it that BB won this race? Do we oh, have the final tally yet? No, we're waiting. I talked to uh, the- Where are we, at the, 60? We're at 60. No, but a chance at 61 when the military vote That's correct. In. That's what they're tallying up. It's a very, Good. very close Let's vote. form a government and get rid of these ridiculous charges of cigars. It's, it's The obscene. dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. This guy's been sad. a Churchillian figure, as I've always said, with moral clarity, the lone voice of moral clarity on a world stage for the longest period of time. He's been able to do something- because of the the risk of a, a Iranian hegemony in the region, we've never had a moment like we do now where the, the this president supports Israel more than any other president in history. The relationship's never been better between our two countries. And now countries like Jordan and Egypt and even the Saudis and the Emirates are now, they're literally creating an alliance that was unthinkable five years ago. That could result in a meaningful, lasting Middle Eastern peace. And Donald Trump may be the guy that brokers it. How cool would that be? There is no better victory for us than to give the nation of Israel the respect it deserves after the great friend and ally it has been to us. That This is the right decision. This is the right thing to do for America. All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Uh, it's Chris, I mean, but anyway. Chris. I just did Chris. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just did Chuck. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Let not your hearts be troubled. Why? Because we will be back here tomorrow with all our coverage. The results of Super Tuesday, the coalescing around uh, Biden. How did uh, Bloomberg do with a $700 million investment? Well, we'll all find out. All coming up tomorrow on the Sean Hannity Show. We'll see you then and have a great Super Tuesday party night.